Hey guys, welcome to the seventh episode of Klein Talk. Uh, it's sort of nice to get back into this rhythm of doing an episode every Tuesday, even though sometimes my schedule is quite full. But I try to do these so I can have some sort of stability in my life, something that I can look forward to, something that I can look back onto and realize how fun it was to make these and how fun it is to interact with all of you guys out there. So thank you for continuing to put pressure on me to make these things um, so I don't slowly drop into insanity because of the things I have to do. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really great that you guys are expecting me to make these things, um, which sort of, sort of leads me to feel like I have to, which is good. Yeah, just sort of a little bit of a thank you from me. Uh, at the beginning of this podcast episode. Now I'm going to, uh, I think I've gotten into a, a bit of a structure with my podcast lately, so we're going to always have Jake Trapper come in. Um, yeah, although he has to travel pretty far to get here um, to do the news every week, and he'll just tell you the most important things, and Right. Um, I'm always going to tell you what the topic is before he, do- he does his new stuff. Just because it's sort of convenient for you to know what, you- what you're getting into while you're listening to the, to the news um, from a very credible news source. Um, so, And then afterwards we'll do a topic discussion and sometimes we'll have a bit of a bonus segment at the end. I mean, yeah, it, it really depends on if I want to talk about something or if i don't um another thing to note before we get into the thing i've recently redone my setup you probably won't hear it in a good way you'll only hear it in a bad way but um uh my i've redone how i um handle the podcast with peripherals so with mice and keyboards so it might be a little more clicky um, in the next few episodes until I get a more permanent solution or something like that. But uh, I will, because I have a lot of stuff running on my computer, um, like the recording of the podcast, um, and also uh, notes that I have and articles that I want to talk about and websites that I want to talk about, um, I used to always switch through them with a trackpad to try and keep the noises down, but that isn't going to work. For the next few episodes, so I'm sorry if it becomes a bit clicky. Um, yeah, just so you guys know that that might happen. Um, yeah, I apologize for that, but I don't think it should really inhibit the listening experience that much. So, um, without further further ado, I'm gonna today's topic is Brexit. Now, it's not going to be like my usual, um sort of episodes where I give my opinion on a topic or my opinion on um, what people are thinking or something like that. It's going to be more of an informative podcast because I feel like many of the people I talk to, um, including myself, don't really know that much about what's going to happen. So what's going to happen or what might not happen or something like that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, 
Also, I'd like to mention that I'm not feeling too great. I'm a bit sick. Uh, and if I ever cough during this episode, I apologize for that. But please know I'm not feeling too well. I have my uh, tea over here that uh, is going to keep me healthy through this half an hour of recording. Uh, yeah, so if I ever sound a bit uh, congested or something like that, uh, you would know why. So yeah, uh, now after we got all of those formalities out of the way, I think we can hand it over to Jake Trapper, who's going to do the news as he does every week. Uh, by the way, for anyone asking Jake Trapper, um, the name was not inspired by the CNN journalist Jake Tapper. I found out later that there was a uh, CNN, uh, not journalist, CNN reporter um, with that name. And uh, people have accused me of stealing his name uh, and putting an R in there. But it is not so. So um, for anyone that thought that, that's not true. It's a happy coincidence. But I guess I got to live with it now. Um, I mean, not really sure what... uh, What... uh, you might have expected with how I made up the name. Uh, I mean, not made up. It's it, of course Jake Trapper is a real person. Well, um, so now we're going to get into the news. Hey guys, it's Jake Trapper from Channel Twenty Six News. Um, and I'm bringing you your weekly news update. A British man has been cleared of HIV, the only the second person in the world to have this done to him. The national emergency in the U.S. is probably going to be repealed. Juan Guaido returns to Venezuela. This is Channel 26 News. So, the first topic we have today is that a British man, um, a nameless man up till now, has been cleared of the um, virus HIV. So, up until now... Um, only one person has been cleared of HIV, who's also a nameless subject. Um, they were both treated with stem cell treatment of stem cells with people from of a mutated gene that can fight the HIV. Um, I'm not really sure how that works, but um, it's still cool that we're finally um, just finding cures for diseases we thought were incurable. So yeah, stem cell treatment is helping out HIV patients. The problem is it is extremely expensive as one might expect. So what's most viable for most people right now is still to take the um, standard issue pills that are given to you to inhibit the virus. Um, So yeah, um, it's not a game changer yet, but it's a step in the right direction. You might have heard about the national emergency that Donald Trump would like to declare declare in the U.S. So this is, and he wants to declare the national emergency to create a wall along the Mexican border. So he's trying to declare a national emergency at the border with Mexico so he can use funds from another branch of the military to do what he wants. Um, in, in this in this uh, specific example, he's taking funds from the military to build a wall. Um, and um, the way the US law works is that they have, uh, well, they, the 
the uh, senators have the chance to repeal a declaration of a national emergency through a bill, and they're voting on it this week, and it's most likely to pass, so that means it's most likely to disapprove, so to say, of Trump's national emergency. He has threatened to use his first veto as president, though, to veto the bill, which he can do. And then the Senate would have to pass it with a higher majority. So now next story, Juan Guaido, the self-declared interim president of Venezuela, um, uh, he was featured on this news broadcast before, has returned to Venezuela despite the threat of arrest. So he is still seen as an enemy of the state by Nicolas Maduro, um, but he has returned to Caracas to rally up people to protest against uh, Nicolas Maduro and his socialist regime. Tensions in the South China Sea are up as the US and China um, continue to disagree on which parts of the South, South China Sea belong to China. Um, this is also being inflamed because China is upping military spending, which makes a lot of people apprehensive. Hillary Clinton will not run for president again in 2020. She has decided to not enter the race again and to leave the Democratic field open for other candidates. And Luke Perry, a actor for um, Michael Klein, not my favorite show but michael klein's favorite show uh riverdale has just died at the age of 52 and everyone uh, and it is trending on twitter everyone is very sad that he died of a stroke at the age 52 so that was it from channel 26 news thank you very much and we'll see you next week Thank you, Jake Trapper. Um, you know, uh, I hope you didn't hear that, but if you did, that's exactly what I'm talking about, the, the clicky stuff. Um, having to switch between modes is gonna be slightly clicky, I'm sorry. So, uh, it's very sad that Luke Perry died. Um, I actually really enjoy watching Riverdale and they have stopped production in honor of him. Uh, he's he's been acting since he was 16 and it's very sad that he just passed um of a stroke uh, yeah it, it, yeah it's very sad and i'd like to quickly have a moment of silence for him okay i think that's it um he was a very influential actor in the sort of cute boy scene so it's quite sad to see him go so now we're gonna get to our main topic for today which as i said already is brexit now i i'm going to start from the beginning because some people might not know what exactly brexit is and i'm trying to educate everyone on what's happening and what's going on there so first of all the uk which is a um sort of group of countries as england scotland wales and northern ireland 
um, is the UK, and they are still now part of the European Union. But in 2016, there was a referendum, which is in England. Um, well, not in England, in the UK. It's a different from a referendum from where I live in Switzerland. So um, don't confuse the two. The uh, referendum... <coughs> Sorry about that. A referendum in the UK is non-binding. It's a sort of way to gauge... It's an official poll, so to say. So the government can say we're going to have a referendum... And then the people will vote and the government will know what they think about a specific um, idea or a specific sort of thing. In this case, the, leaving the European Union. So it was a referendum to leave the European Union. Um, many people were sort of shocked that it did pass, so to say, that it's not a law that passes um, 51.6% if I'm aware, percent voted to leave the EU um, due to uh, very good propaganda and also many people believing it is um, a better idea. The, the big reason uh, that they wanted to leave the EU is the same reason that Switzerland never joined the EU, really. It's sort of the idea of people you didn't even vote for sitting in Brussels um, deciding what you're allowed to do with your own laws. Um, that's sort of the main idea that people seem to have on why they want to leave uh, the European Union as the UK. So that's what happened in 2016. And since then, Theresa May, the Prime Minister of England, has been spending her time discussing with officials in Brussels a deal. Um, a, so, of course, when you leave something that, when, when, when a country tries to leave the EU, it's a very hard because you've had, you're so closely tied to many of the countries. And what that means um, is that there aren't any really controlling borders. So, with England, that's a little bit different because they're an island. Uh, with the UK, it's a little bit different because they're an island. Um, excuse me for calling, um, for using UK and England interchangeably. It's just sort of something that I've gotten used to. It's not meant as an insult. So, so with England, there's only really one direct border with another EU country, which is the border between Northern Ireland and Ireland. Ireland is an independent country that is part of the EU, and you could cross that border. Um, Whenever you wanted, it was a it was a very sort of flowing border, such as the ones that Switzerland has with the EU, as it is surrounded by the EU. The um so it's become sort of a that's become one of the most important parts of the discussion: the border between England and the EU and especially the border between Northern Ireland and Ireland, because um, the sort of different, uh, the aversion to the UK in Ireland is quite high, and the attempts at a so-called hard border um, 
in Ireland, between the Irelands, has always been met with extreme violence by the Irish. So, the so uh, Theresa May said right at the beginning that would be one of her priorities to keep the border as it is in Ireland because many people go across the border to work and so things like that so it would be terrible uh, a terrible waste of time to have to wait to cross customs in a hard border it'll be like you're going to another country most of the people in Europe wouldn't have really had this unless they've been on a plane so think of it as trying to go to work by going through customs at the US uh, in the US which is hard as a European it's hard as uh, most people um, so yeah so Theresa May has spent the last two years uh, discussing a deal with the European Union now many people have had sort of um many people were apprehensive up until the vote that happened recently which uh jake trapper mentioned a few podcast episodes back um the, there was a vote on the deal she made and it was the historically um lowest voted for vote uh, uh, bill in the history of britain so the, uh, what happened in this uh, vote is that she proposed her leaving deal and only around 200 people voted for it out of the more than 600 um, MPs that are out there, which is pretty bad. It was the worst, uh, the worst defeat ever, and uh, which sort of set people into a panic because the UK is set to leave the EU on the 29th of March, which, if you look at the date, is pretty close, and they still don't have a definitive deal. Now, the thing uh, with this deal, um, as already mentioned, borders, we need this deal, well, they need this deal um, to keep borders the way they want them, because if there isn't a deal... Um, they would be like any other country to Europe. So there would be hard borders, for example, which also means that transporting goods, importing goods into the UK or exporting goods from the UK would be much, much slower. Um, Now, some people may be wondering why exactly that's a problem. So right now, uh, I'll explain it right now. Uh, most of the things imported into England come from Europe by ferry. So they're on trucks, and the trucks go on the ferry across the English Channel and primarily go into England and then separate into the other three parts of the UK. Now, this usually takes less than a day. So if something is shipped from Germany, some sort of produce or something like that, for example, from Germany or from France or whatever, it's usually there within a day. Now, if there was a hard border um, between France and England, that would mean that each and every truck would have to go through a check. So to check if there's any sort of contraband in 
the truck. Um, th this, of course, is only if there would be no deal. I mean, if there's any sort of deal, this would be upheld. And this, the reason why this isn't um, something that happens with every other country is because they have deals. But the but Theresa May is struggling to create a deal, which is why people are creating these hypothetical scenarios that might not be so hypothetical near in the future. So the they would have to check every truck. Now, if each and every truck was checked for 40 additional seconds at the border, which is an, a reasonable estimate, um, instead of taking one day to go to England, it would take at least five. Um, this is what a study of BBC said, so take that as you will. Um, and that's a big problem, of course. If stuff takes that long to get there and also to leave, um, fresh produce can't be imported anymore or can't be imported as well. And England or Scotland or Northern Ireland or Wales, uh, well, mostly England isn't a very, they're not very fresh fruit oriented production in those countries. So, <coughs> excuse me. So that would be pretty bad. But that's not the only thing. And the import and export is a small part of the economy. Well, not a small part of the economy. It is the economy, so to say. Except, of course, the internal things. The um, if we take a quick look at the economy in general, um. With a deal Brexit, so with the deal that Theresa May proposed a few weeks ago, um, the BBC predicted that the there would be a drop of three percent in England's uh, in the UK's economy, which is pretty bad, but it's manageable. It's something that happens, and it's not a crisis or anything like that, and it's to be expected. Um, the people that thought there would be some sort of economic gain from Brexit um, they really didn't do their research. But the 3% drop is dwarfed by the 10% drop that would happen if Brexit is, uh, is with, uh, goes through without a deal, which is crazy. That's huge. A 10% drop in economy could lead to repercussions across the entire world. All economies could go down because of Brexit, which of course is something that nobody wants. Um, so there's a lot of emphasis on creating a deal, but there isn't one yet within four weeks of Brexit. It's in, if I'm, uh, I'm quite sure it's in about uh, 24 days. Uh, yeah, it's in 24 days, so the so it's quite important to have a um I guess just a deal, but there isn't one right now, and MPs are set to vote on a new deal in on the 12th of March. So that's next week, next week on Tuesday, um, which is only. Uh, quick math over here, 17 days before 
the uh, before Brexit is supposed to happen. It's supposed to happen 11 p.m. Um, in uh, UK time. So for us in Switzerland, that's midnight. Um, so uh, w- that will also be midnight for Brussels. I was I was just checking on my map up there. Sorry if my voice sort of drifted away for a second. Yeah, they're in the same time zone as Switzerland. Um, so that is quite soon. And if they can't agree on the deal that Theresa May presents to the parliament there, um, they will either have to try and extend or um, have a hard Brexit, as it is called, without a deal, which shows the importance of a deal. Um, Extending uh, is possible. Um, Theresa May said she would consider that. And also... But the one thing that she said she would not do is disregard the referendum. Remember that I said at the beginning that the referendum was non-binding. This means that Parliament didn't really have to care about what happened. They could just not do Brexit. But she said she wouldn't do that because she would like to respect what the people say as she lives in a democratic country. So that's off the table. Um, Now, you might be thinking... What does this have to do um, with us? For anyone that doesn't live in the UK, if you live in the UK, I'm quite sure you know that it has a lot to do with you. Um, What does that have to do with us? So many of my friends in Switzerland or my friends in the US would be wondering, why do I care? Now, I did say that if there was a no-deal Brexit, the 10% drop in um, economy would have ripples across the whole world. So no-deal Brexit is bad for everyone. But is a deal Brexit bad for everyone, too? Um, Now, that's where we get into the details and the opinions. And I said I wouldn't give any sort of opinion, so I'm I'm going to try and give you all the facts. The 3% drop in economy would, um, by some predictions, be taken up again fairly quickly um, because Britain would start to rely more on itself to produce its own goods until a better Uh, until maybe a better deal is reached or more trade negotiations are made between other countries, and then it will morph sort of back into a normal country, so to say. Um, It might even have a sort of Switzerland-esque relationship with the EU, um, which is very very close to being in the EU, but not uh, being regulated by it. which could lead to a very prosperous nation, but it could also lead to decline if the deal isn't that good. So many people are um, a bit apprehensive because of the uncertainty of Brexit, the uncertainty of Britain leaving the EU, which is also where uh, the markets are sort of shaky because markets love stability. And unstable markets could mean bad news for anyone's economy and people not knowing what's going on right now meaning um if there's going to be a hard uh, if there's not going to be a deal or if there's going to be a deal um not knowing what's going on is bad for companies not knowing what's going to happen is bad for companies so also bad for the market that's why many people are many companies are pulling their factories out of the uk even before we know if there's a deal or not, because uncertainty is enough to make them leave, which is why 
extending it might not be the best idea, but it could also be a good idea because then you could get to a deal if Theresa's, Theresa May's um, proposal is denied yet again on Tuesday. So, um, I think we can leave that there. I hope you had a, you have sort of an insight more into what Brexit is, what's going on right now, and um, why this is important for everyone. Um, and I'd just like to say I hope that um, Northern Ireland doesn't have a hard border because that um, led to many terrorist attacks, many Irish terrorist attacks, which is never good. Um, and we'll bring you more updates next Tuesday if the vote happens when uh, by the time of recording this podcast, which it probably won't, but I'll see if I can sneak that in here because it is supposed to happen next Tuesday. So uh, I think that is enough for the podcast today. Um, uh, I'd like to thank, as I always do, thank Anchor. Um, thank you guys for listening to my podcast and supporting me throughout this, even though this might have been a bit of a chaotic episode. I'm trying to educate people, and that's sort of what I want. And I guess that's it. So thank you for listening, and see you guys next week.